Hey everyone, bees with Ben and Benny is back. And what a spring time it's been, a start to summer. It has absolutely been incredible. But first of all, I hope everyone has had an amazing festive, festive season, had an awesome Christmas and a fantastic new year and happy new year to absolute everyone and all you listeners listening to this podcast. So I'd just like to say a couple of shout outs to some awesome people. I want a big shout out to Russell. Now I love presents, maybe, I don't know. We all love presents, don't we? Maybe it's a bit more for me because I'm an only child, maybe, who knows? I absolutely love presents. A big shout out to Russell. I got a lovely tray of mangoes <laughs> arrived and that was that would be about a month ago and I tell you what, they were amazing. So thank you so much, Russell, for sending those. Uh, received a case of artesian beer from Muhu. So thank you so, so much. Thank you to Anthony for making this absolute, some fantastic spirits. So don't tell anyone because I don't think we're really allowed to do that, but I won't tell if you won't tell. So that was a lovely little all uh, a little uh, fantastic uh, gift. Now, what as I said, what a season it's been. Mother Nature, ain't she a bit of a bitch? Like this rain that we've had during springtime has been absolutely insane. Absolutely full on. With this, this La Nina weather pattern, it just made it so challenging. But as I record this podcast today, being the 1st of January, we've got some awesome weather. Nice, steamy, hot weather. And I think that's one thing too, Having good warm, uh, warm days is good for the bees. Nice sunny weather. But I reckon the nighttime temperatures are just as important, you know, for those bees to really do well. So having those nice, warm, balmy nighttime temperatures is really, really good. But as I said, ain't Mother Nature's been... Uh, been absolutely full on. The in regards to I've been from myself what I've been up to obviously been flat out the amount of swarms I've uh, collected and me and my team and I'd just like to say thank you so much. Ashley's been awesome. She's my I call her my wing woman, my wing beekeeper. She's been great and so is Callum. So it's been really really good having those uh, part of the team. And, and thank you for all the clients and everyone too. I'd just like to say thank you so much for there. But in regards to obviously what I've been up to, you know, I've done most of my pollination jobs are all over and so I've got my me, me honey producing hives and been knocking around with the breeding a few queens and so forth. But it's been interesting. I do a lot, a lot of driving. Like today being January the 1st, 2023, I've done five hours driving. So I had to do a bit of a run out to Gippsland and it's got me thinking, and I want everyone to think about this. Have a think about it. What makes a good beekeeper? What makes a good beekeeper? Have a think about that that question. And if you've got the answer, I tell you what, I want you to to text me. Text me the answer. Oh four three seven oh triple seven nine two. The reason is, it's really it's an interesting question. You have to think about that. What makes a good beekeeper is you know checking the hives regularly. Is that important? Is leaving them alone and let Mother Nature do its thing? Is feeding sugar syrup when they're on the verge of starvation? You know what makes a good beekeeper? Because there's so many different, um, I guess, different answers to that. And obviously, it's going to be different. You know, different for maybe a hobbyist beekeeper with a fly hive in their backyard in suburbia. Or it could be different, obviously, for a commercial beekeeper running thousand hives. But have a think about it. What makes a good beekeeper? Because that's probably the the question that I'm searching the answer for, and I, and I'm not I'm undecided. So with the matter said, the matter driving I do and thinking about it, because you know, me myself, I'm only a small beekeeper, 
they run you know, a few hives, uh, but one thing I got to say, there is a, there's an absolute insanity doing this as a job. Abs- it is insane. Like the hours I work, uh, and I'm not I'm not looking for sympathy or anything, but like it's insane. Like you know the hours, and I'm just by the time you know you think you're trying to do your best, and you know maybe it could be as much as I don't like moving hives, but moving hives somewhere, and you know some blackberries in flower, and a couple of hundred hectares of you know blackberries are flowering. It's, it's absolutely insane. You know, two o'clock morning starts. That's why I actually haven't you know had a chance to do this podcast for um i suppose you know last three since springtime september you know because it's just so full-on busy i'm seven days a week so once again i'm not asking for sympathy but i just had christmas day off and that was my first day off work since the end of july now i love it i wake up in the morning with a spring in my step excited for the day because i don't know what the day is necessarily i got a plan in my mind okay this is what we're going to do but, you know, things change and obviously with the weather changes, you're under the influence of Mother Nature. But I love the insanity of all. But one thing I've actually learned with bees, and have a think about this, is slowly is the fastest way. So that's a very interesting, I want you to think about that, whether you're a hobbyist beekeeper or a commercial beekeeper, slowly is the fastest way. And it's, and one thing I love too, you know, I've got a bunch of hives in my backyard, you know, sometimes it's I just love, you know, I'll come home, you know, I've been working since you know, before the sun's up and you come home in the late afternoon and, and uh, you know what, sometimes I just go, I'll sit down for 20 minutes and just like regroup, you know, mentally and, and a little bit of physically too. And I'll just go, wow, you know what, I'm going to go, I've got to check out me bees in my backyard because that's me hobby. You know, it's a, it's a, pa- not only a passion for me, but it's also, it's obviously a job. But I don't see it as a job, and I've said this before in previous podcasts. You know, uh, the bees don't work for me; I work for them. Is the way I actually see it. But I just love getting inside of a beehive because they're such complex and mysterious little creatures. They're little societies inside, and they're so so different. You know, there's so many things you're just consistently learning, and there's consistently there's this curiosity inside a beehive. Now, why are they doing that? Why are they performing that way? Why is two hives next to one another? Both very similar genetics. Why are they behaving differently? So I absolutely love that. And that's one thing I really, really encourage people to do is you know, just sit down, pull up a chair, sit on that, make yourself a cup of tea or a coffee or you know, have a beer, wine, whatever tickles your fancy and just watch those bees coming in and out of the hive. Because I tell you what, it, it's really good because that time will zip past really quickly and you'll go, wow, that's an hour. Hours gone. Trust me, I do it. And I'm, as I said, I'm almost on the verge of being obsessed, you know, in a positive way. I'm obsessed about bees because I just love it. And I'm just so lucky. You know, I've found my passion, you know, my passion. And I, that's why I can work, you know, crazy hours. I can pull. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I'm truly, truly not. And I say this in a humble way, but I pull over 100 hours a week working and you know my previous job was a chef in the 90s and you know you pull some big hours as a chef and uh it's really interesting in regards to you know that that work and those hours but yeah i just absolutely love it absolutely love it and that's where i suppose i'm lucky as well of turning my my hobby that was for many many years 
turning that into a passion. So, um, and, that, and that's so many different ways of beekeeping. You know, there's, and that's one consistent thing with beekeepers is they've all got different opinions. And, and, and there's so many different things. It's like, say, marking queens. You know, a lot of people say, Benny, can you, you know, mark the queen? And I don't like doing it. And, and I'll tell you why. Once again, different opinions. This is just mine. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's just my opinion. But marking a queen, I don't know, having a, a dot on her, yeah, nah, not for me. No, I'd rather let be as beautiful and, and try and keep them as natural as possible, the best the best possible way. But, you know, having that sort of dirty dot on her, on her back, the other thing is too, I do notice with um, recreational hobbyist beekeepers is what they're doing is rather, if they've got a marked queen, they're looking for a dot. So rather than actually looking for the queen and now obviously, you know, if the, the queen's inside a hive, if there's eggs there, eggs and larvae, you know, she's booting around there doing the right thing. So do we need to see her? Yeah, probably not. But actually, if she's not marked, it's, it's difficult for a sort of a new beekeeper to find her. So if she's, you're looking around and she's not marked and you're, you might see 10 other things. You might see different colour pollen. You're learning more because you're spending more time within the hive. So that, anyway, that's just my two cents on actually um, marking the queen. So anyway, oh, we've got some, this is a little short podcast. I've uh, got some awesome guests coming up in the future. So a couple, we're going to be talking to the crew down at Steritech in Mickleham. So what they do is they radiate um, anything from fruit, nuts, dog food, uh, bee boxes, bee, bee equipment, you know, why that's important and how they do it. Because I was down there uh, four months ago and I was talking to the, um, the, the boys down there, the crew down there, and it was really interesting, you know, the process. And I, I don't quote me on this, we're going to hear all about it, but just the wall around where they use this irradiation is, I think they said it was five metres thick of concrete. Five metres thick. So we're going to sort of hear all about that. Another awesome episode we've got coming up, uh, which we'll be doing um, pretty soon, is with Victor from Hive IQ, the Australian-made polyhives. So we're going to hear all about that. And obviously, you know, Victor's been a, a beekeeper for a long time. He's a commercial beekeeper, running a lot of hives. So that's going to be very, very exciting as well. So got some really awesome guests. And don't forget, if you want to hear someone, you know, shoot me for a message. It just winds back for me just a smidge now. And uh, so I'll have a few podcasts, you know, trickling through. And then, uh, as you know, during wintertime, it all fires up. So we'll have some um, some awesome beekeepers and also some beekeepers from overseas as well. So I'll be uh, so we'll be able to hear them because obviously we're in the Northern Hemisphere and a lot of beekeepers are, you know, two foot under snow and they're all huddled up in front of the fire or going on their sort of vacations as they uh, as they say their holidays so we'll um, have some of those beekeepers so anyway i just wanted to think about that question what makes a good beekeeper if you know the answer shoot me for a message and i once again i just want really the amount of messages people sending me saying benny where are we looking forward to the podcast no flirt Big shout out to Fleur as well. She's listened to, I think it was 76 hours. I think it was 76 hours of podcasts. It was around the 70 something hours. Listen to everyone and on Spotify. And thank you so much. That's incredible. I didn't realize I'd, I'd spent that much time. But once again, bees are a passion. I love it. So Fleur, so thank you so much. And she was so so, uh, so nice. She sent me that message. Uh, actually, I sent her a little gift for her. So hopefully she received that. And uh, once again, thank you, everyone. Now, just make sure, obviously, holiday season, stay safe on the roads, look after each other. And don't forget, look after those bees. And bye for now.